Hello and welcome to the Glow Movement Podcast. My name is Sloane Reed. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to Pat Sloane for her thought process behind her idea that it would be great if we recorded the pageant hangover episode um, while having a pageant hangover. And not just having a pageant hangover, being within the first six to 12 hours of that pageant hangover. Good thinking, Sloan. Way to show up raw and for your future self, who your present self's very thankful for. <laughs> but we're here, we're raw, we're present, and we're embracing this in the best way. I'm probably breaking all my tips that I'm about to give you, but we're going to roll with it and hopefully we can transition and I can fix this hangover quicker based on these tips. So with that, what is a pageant hangover? Why am I experiencing it? And why is it so hard? Right. Let's talk, let's break it down. Um, so a pageant hangover is I know the hangover part always throws people off. They're like, what do girls do with these pageants? Um, no substances involved. OK, so first and foremost, we are substance free. Um, maybe hairspray. <laughs> We've inhaled a lot of hairspray the last three days, maybe a week. Um, but no, no substances are involved. A pageant hangover is just after attending like three extensive days of like think of being at a networking event or a happy hour where you go to like for work for like two hours or an event, like a big thing that's like a big ball or like gala for like two, three, four hours. Imagine and then like coming home and how exhausted you are. Imagine doing that for three days to a week nonstop and you have early makeup time so you're usually in the makeup chair anywhere from like 4 a.m to 6 a.m if you're lucky 6 a.m is like the prime spot and you're going to like 11 12 o'clock at night sometimes later and you're back in the makeup chair the next day and it's like constant and the whole days you're running around in like six inch heels um if you're your girl and lots of outfit changes and events and rehearsals and those rehearsals are walking and dancing and all the things and of course you're connecting with all of the other contestants and the staff and then you have all the things right there's judges and then of course the actual performance of of the show and all the events that are within the pageant depending on your system and then um crowning and then it's just done and that doesn't even include the weeks to months to years of prep that went into this pageant right and so i why like what is a pageant hangover is when all of that comes to an abrupt wall it literally like we have built this momentum up where we have been going at high speed for so long that peaks during the pageant window right whether it's a week or a weekend so in my case for this most recent one it's a weekend so that's what we're going to refer to for this episode so you have prepared for this you have led up to this for months of full speed ahead going as fast as you can constantly working putting in the effort on a physical level emotional level mental level like you are doing the work and all of a sudden like it's at peak during pageant week like everything that you've worked so hard for is showing up or didn't work so hard for is showing up in that peak peak window of pageant weekend and then it's just done hit brick wall right and it's back to reality um and it's a very jarring feeling it doesn't matter if you are a contestant it doesn't matter if you didn't get the outcome you want if you did get the outcome you want because like it's it's there's different flavors of passion hangover for sure but it's definitely it hits us all regardless of outcome it'll hit you hard so 
Um, I will, I always get the question, is like the pageant hangover real? Because especially if you've never done a pageant before, like you hear pageant hangover and you're like, these girls are crazy, right? What are they talking about? Like they're cuckoo. And I remember my best friend, Sweden, the, oh, the former Mrs. Tennessee America. That's the first time I said that. Um, but, um, and my best friend, but she, um, she, um, we were at nationals and it was like the day after we were wrapping and she came by my room to get something and she was with her husband and I looked at her husband. I said, you need to protect her. Like she's going to have a pageant hangover and you need to give her space to do that. Like make sure she rests, make sure she recovers. Like she's, I already know her, like she's going to want to get back home and get back into the routine and like make sure the kids are a priority and like to handle all the things she does. And she's just a superwoman and she needs time. And she admitted to me later that her and her husband were like walking away from my room and she goes, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard pageant hangover and she admitted to me she goes wow did it hit me hard like oh and because she tried to resist it she feels it hit her so much harder because she didn't give herself the time to just understand that it's needed and that recovery period is vital to make sure that it's shortened that window is shortened the pageant hangover window is shortened um so why is it so hard so why are the pageant hangovers so well it's physically draining like you are physically exhausted and I'm not just talking from exhaustion like you have reached a whole new level of fatigue because of a lack of sleep and it's so weird because even if you don't have early makeup calls or late nights you just don't sleep pageant you're in a different you're in a hotel you're in different rooms like there the excitement the adrenaline of it all like it's just hard like to get a good night's sleep I haven't slept in three days and I'm not even competing like it's just the adrenaline of it all like it's it's you're not sleeping, so you're running on fumes. Then you're literally in heels for all day, like nonstop heels. And so your feet are sore, your ankles are sore, your legs are sore, your back's sore, like that takes its toll. You're on your feet, walking, practicing, running all over, going to events, like depending on what the agenda is, like you're going nonstop. So you've literally, not only are you not sleeping for a physical drain, but you're physically like literally running yourself constantly. So you your body is worn out and then you're pouring your heart like you're sharing you're showing up vulnerably in every phase of competition from walking into orientation and meeting all the other contestants and meeting the staff and meeting the team and meeting the former queens like you are showing up vulnerably and presenting yourself and hopefully the best version of yourself non-stop throughout the entire experience and um, all, all, we're all very passionate women. We are. We all have a big why of why we're there, and it's driving us and it's pushing us because we are signing up to be vulnerable. So we all have to have that big why to push us to, through those insecurities and those moments of doubt. And so, because we're so invested emotionally into our why a lot has to come out of us and then we're so we're emotionally drained and then that we're mentally drained I mean all of that adds up and you're like you almost feel like in a state of like I wrote this past weekend uh, on last night oh my god that was just last night this is pageant hangover mentally drained you lose track of time and can't believe that wasn't a week ago like 
it was literally last night. Um, my mom and a couple of us went to dinner, and my mom and I were back in her hotel room because, yes, I'm in my early 30s, and my mom's a rock star and still came to watch me give up my crown. Drove six hours each way just to watch because she's amazing. But um, she was in her hotel room, and we were both in it, and we were, like, deliriously laughing. Like, deliriously laughing. I picked up her glasses by accident, and I was, ironically, I was like, oh, my God, these are, like, beer goggles. Like, this is awful. <laughs> like, and we thought that was the funniest thing. It's not that funny, y'all. Like, in the light of day, like, we're like, that's not that funny. But it was hilarious. That's just the mental fatigue you're at. And that doesn't even include, like, the unique events that went in. Because there's gonna, with so much going on and so many contestants and so many events and so many moving parts, something's gonna trip, right? Either, um, whether, like, a makeup artist is late or a schedule or an outfit breaks or um, a girl's sensitive or says something or like it's just and like pageants like let me really stress because i want to be careful with that like disclaimer like pageant girls are amazing like absolutely fantastic and this the stereotype that it's like a really catty environment i would say 90 percent is untrue i have met my best friends in pageantry and have had the most fun at pageants and connecting with other phenomenal women um but there when you're reaching this point of the pageant hangover the simplest remark can send you down a spiral like you can it's just it, it can be as simple as like oh so your dress is blue and it's like bleh, like your brain takes you to dark places when you were just this emotion when your tank is on this low and so that's why it's so hard and then it's it's I, I want to honor the new queens before I go to the, like, what it was obvious of what the, who hits the, who gets hit by the pageant hangover the hardest, but new queens do do. They are now walking into prepping for the next phase, whether it's that year of being a title holder and what they want that year and that pressure of continuing the legacy of past queens. Um, but for a lot of them, they're preparing for the next phase of competition, which for our queens this past weekend is nationals and it's right around the corner. So they literally have very little time to recover so they have to be really intentional with it to make sure that they hit the ground running and are prepared for the next one um, and the next opportunity and then of course the girls that didn't get the outcome they desired like it has its own sense of heaviness and disappointment and, it, and it's really it's very very heavy and I think a lot of girls um, don't have these tips in their back pocket and so they try to ignore it or they try to suppress it or they get stuck in it and neither of which is healthy so um, how how do I recover from a pageant hangover? The first one is acknowledge that it's necessary. And that's probably the hardest for me because as I've shared in previous episodes, um, I have a guilty habit of associating rest with being lazy. And that is not true. Um, so you have to pause and almost put your life on pause as much as possible. Like, I don't schedule appointments. I don't meet with clients these first couple days. I allow my body to just pause and heal and recover. I didn't have a single appointment today. I have very few tomorrow. They're light check-in calls. Like, I make sure I am protective, other than this podcast recording of myself the days after a pageant. Um, and then I allow that time for rest and recovery. I allow that time to heal on a physical level, emotional level, and a mental level. But obviously, the quickest one for me to heal is my physical. I soak my feet. I take the bath. I, I get scheduled a massage, right? I book the facial. <laughs> 
I just take that time to really, really physically heal the exterior me so I have the energy and the ability to start really doing the deep work of emotional and emotional mental healing, which is a lot of rest and sleep. So you're doing that hand in hand as well. Um, But I think a big part of it is when you allow yourself the time to rest and recover, you start to be able to gain a new perspective. But the best way to amplify that and exp- and like expedite that is through gratitude. Gratitude is the ultimate way to challenge all of those imposter feelings. If you're feeling like an imposter, if you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling heartbroken, like you, it is impossible to feel any of those emotions when you're practicing gratitude. And that can be difficult post-pageant. Like, you're exhausted and you're disappointed and you're feeling all those things. Gratitude is the last thing on your mind. But I promise you, if you trust me and you build the momentum of gratitude, of even being thankful for the small things, like, I'm really thankful a nail didn't break. Like, I'm start there. I'm really, really thankful my tan lasted. (laughs) I'm really, really thankful that I got to wear the dress I wanted. I'm really, really thankful that my shoes were comfortable for as long as possible or they didn't break. (laughs) I didn't have to find a backup. Like, I'm really, really thankful for my makeup artists and making me feel beautiful. Like, I'm really, really thankful for my sisters and the way that we all showed up for each other. Like, you just start to build this momentum of gratitude and it's impossible to feel those other emotions when you're in that spirit. So, that's the ultimate way to heal yourself from a mental and emotional place. And then, of course, that exudes outward. It's all this like beautiful cycle of healing. So that'll help you heal physically as well. Um, this is really important. You don't get to jump to this step. This is what everyone wants to do. They jump to this step and it's so detrimental. It, it's like making the hangover worse. It's like it's like literally the as you were leaving the bar, you decided to take eight more shots, right? Like that is what you're doing to the pageant hangover by jumping to this. It's like you're already know you're going to be hungover and you're like, you know what? Well, sounds like a good idea. Like, down like let's finish like all of the whatever right all the you can tell i haven't had alcohol in a very long time so it's like whatever right you just make it worse and um that's what people want to do by jumping to this 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 step and it's the reflection step you were not allowed to reflect i you until you give yourself time you pause you you rest you recover you practice gratitude and then you're allowed to reflect Um, i'm really really impressed with um a girl who who was um a contestant in the pageant and she booked in advance a self-awareness appointment with me but she didn't book it until four days after the pageant and I'm so proud of her because and soon I was like oh she I wonder if she wants to do it sooner but no she's already knowing she's already self-aware enough to know that she wants this time like she wants the time to pause to reflect to rest and recover and then she'll have those self-awareness reflection um I'm sorry rest recover pause time gratitude and then she'll have the reflection appointment with me on thursday and i just thought i was so proud of her when i like put that together so way to go you um and then of course in that reflection state is we're solution driven we're not shame driven i think when we're in that reflection state we're thinking okay i really like that i did that how do i better up like how do i get to the next level of that i really really loved this i want to make sure that i get more of that or i really lean into those resources that help me get that if oh i really struggled in this area what resources do i have or what do i, do I need to do to feel more confident in that area ooh i i started i didn't like the way i was feeling in this moment what do I need to heal in order to not feel that as intensely so that's the intention behind the reflection phase Um, and then we move forward 
we move forward. We don't get stuck. We say, what's next? What's our next opportunity? Where are we applying this energy? Because so much energy goes into a pageant. So much, so much of us goes into a pageant. And that can be used in, it doesn't have to be another pageant. If it is another pageant, that's so exciting and I'm happy for you. But if it's not, that's amazing too. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's building a nonprofit. Maybe it's getting, taking a new leadership opportunity. Maybe it's investing them into your career or a podcast, right? Whatever that is, that's That's amazing and move forward with it. Channel that energy into something new for you that's in the future um, and it's a new goal for you. Um, And of course, in all of this, celebrate you. And that is the most important. If you didn't listen to a thing I said, that breaks my heart. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But if you, this is the only thing that you hold on to, it'll be worth it to me that I struggled through this episode with so much love and grace, of course, um, is that it's so important to know whether you won the title or you lost the title, neither defines you. It doesn't make you any more special. It doesn't make you any more valuable. It doesn't make you any worthy. The title and the crown mean nothing to your worth. Like you bring value to that crown. You define what that your reign and what that title means. No one else. It does not. Who you are when you walked in is hopefully a better version of yourself when you're walking out. But the crown does not make that happen you make that happen through your growth through this experience. And so if you just happen to have a shiny hat and a ribbon, oh gosh, I hate when they call sausage ribbons, um, across your chest, good for you. You're adding value to it. One of the the queens asked me again, and I've been asked this several times in the last couple months of what is the best pageant advice or best advice I have for new contestants or competing contestants. And I always say it is so important to know that you, the crown fits you, you do not have to fit the crown. Meaning you don't have to live up to other, what you, like other queens and how they wore it. Like you don't have to wear the crown. I wore it. That's how I wanted to wear the crown. Sweden wore the crown very differently than me. And it was still beautiful and empowering and impactful. The queens before me wore it very, very different. And it was still so, so purposeful and beautiful, but it was very, very different crowns same crown, different girl in it. So that's so important to know. And so because of that, the crown does not make you more valuable. You were already that valuable. It does not make you any more worthy. You were already that worthy. If anything, you were adding value to that title and to that crown. So don't allow the outcome to define you either way, because you are so much more worthy than a pretty ribbon and a sparkly hat (laughs) ever can be. So... With that, happy healing. <laughs> Get some rest, um, recover, maybe treat yourself. Um, and if you need any help in this process, you know where to find me. So much love, and I hope you all have an amazing week. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.